Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Dyslexia Mom Boss Podcast, the show that helps you not only feel empowered and knowledgeable, but confident and a boss mom in the dyslexia journey. I'm your host, Dr. Lauren. All right, welcome back to the fourth part of this Dyscalculia mini-series. This episode, we are going to talk about the accommodations for giving directions and assignments. So I think this one's a really big one. Again, if you want um, all of these more in detail, you can go to the show notes. And I have I have a resource called 20 Dyscalculia Accommodations. And it delves into the first, I be- believe the last episode was was six accommodations and that was for teaching new concepts. So there's 10 total. And then this one is about giving directions and assignments. And there are 10 total here and I'm going to delve into five of them. So the first one, <clears throat> let's delve right in. Creating separate worksheets for word and number problems. So for our students that really struggle with understanding that numbers you know the number sense understanding that number quantifies a set of something so three apples and what does that look like we want to kind of have a separate worksheet for words and numbers to really chunk that information and this is probably more for our primary learners more so than our secondary because as we know once we hit middle school math it's just it's just off and running so Offer separate worksheets for that organization if the student needs it. If you think that they don't, then of course don't use it. But these are accommodations for you to be thinking about how can you support your learner in the classroom at home. Color code highlight or circle keywords and numbers. So this one was a big one that I actually used all the time, especially when we had word problems. More than often word problems, uh, the first maybe sentence, not always but more than likely it's fluff those are things that kind of just paint the scene to give you information and if your student already struggles with language and you're giving them information that's not pertinent jason wore a blue shirt when he went to the amusement park we don't care what jason wore (laughs) that's great but it's not pertinent to solving the problem so what i would do is i would highlight the keywords or for example, there are different ways to find out, you know, some, uh, total, whatever those terms are, I would highlight them. And depending on what the skill was, I would reference this is using this equation or whatever. So really highlighting or circling words or numbers will help tremendously. It's not cheating. It's just giving a direction to have the student focus in on whatever that objective is that you're trying to accomplish. The third accommodation is provide extra time on tests and assignments. Now, I have heard this conversation so many times where many, many times teachers will say, well, I gave them the extra time, but they didn't take it. Well, 
honestly, I think that that boils down to your teaching style. How safe is the environment for the student to feel like they can take that time and not feel judged by their peers? Um, do you are you accommodating their needs for them to feel like they need that time to actually use the extra accommodations that you're uh, pr- providing for them? Um, also, too. You have to build a relationship with that student, especially when they get to the secondary age. Everything is about what peers think about them. Not saying that that's not prevalent in elementary school, it is, but I think something happens once kids get to that tween teenage years, and I've seen it far too often where I would find ways to be real slick with giving accommodations that did not make students look like they had an accommodation, and the ones that were very insecure about their learning difference they would never take the extended time. (laughs) They were more than happy to take the F than actually take the extra hour and a half they might have needed. And I think that that tells me there's, you know, self-esteem issue there. There's maybe a lack of trust. Uh, Maybe there isn't flexibility because I've had to find workarounds where I would say, hey, I noticed you finished your exam 30 minutes before class ended and you turned it in and half of the exam is is not filled in. Would you like to come in during lunch? I'll sit with you. You know, whatever whatever it is, the, the providing extended time is always tricky because that's usually the first accommodation that's put on an IEP or a 504. And that's the first one that usually gets the boot. The kid either doesn't take it or the teacher's like, well, I'm giving it to them and they, I don't know what you want me to do. So I think that one's something where you really have to know your students. You have to kind of know where they're coming from because that is embarrassing. If everyone's finished in 15 minutes and you're still on problem one, of course you want to blend in. It makes more sense to, to do what your friends are doing more so than let me take the time I need. So the next accommodation is give step-by-step directions and have students repeat back. This is one of my favorites because this lets you know if there is some language processing happening. If you give 15 directions and you find that students look glazed over, you probably gave too many directions. So I would maybe give one or two and then have students in the class raise their hand or maybe you call on someone. Okay, Sean, what was the first direction? And if they say something like, uh, go to the water fountain and go blow your nose, clearly they weren't listening. <laughs> or, you know, maybe there was something that they heard differently. And then that lets other peers listen in and say, oh, well, I heard this. So that can be an easy accommodation for the whole class to get to take inventory to see, did they really understand what I asked of them? And if so, then let's get to it. If not, then this is an opportunity whole group to clarify, hey, um, Louisa, can you actually repeat back what so-and-so said? Because I think that they didn't hear the person in the back. Whatever it is, you can really make this work for you. Now, again, these are focused on teachers using these accommodations. But if you, you know, I assume you're a parent listening to this as well. You can also give this reference, this episode to your child's teacher. And the last one is to allow math facts and charts as a resource. Now, I remember when we were, when I was co-teaching a unit that required students to know, we were doing Pythagorean theorem and it really required students to know their perfect squares. And some kids just could not, for the life of them, memorize they're perfect squares. And I think that that's okay because that wasn't what we were testing. We were testing, can you figure out 
the missing angle of, you know, the angle or the missing leg or whatever it is that we were trying to accomplish doing that unit. And I remember specifically giving this one student the perfect squares resource chart that I created. And that was the world of difference to help that student succeed because that would have caused more time, energy, and effort to be thinking, well, what is five times five? What is 12 times 12? And for some of us, that's a quick, 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 we know, but for students that struggle with those immediate math facts and that retrieval, just give them the math facts chart. That's not what we're testing them on, so just give it to them. So those are five accommodations for giving directions that can help your student in uh, the the math classroom or like I said, if you're a parent, please pass this information on to your your, um, child's teacher because when we know better, we do better. So that concludes our four-part series of the Dyscalculia series. There will be other mom interviews woven in between and then I will hit the ground running with a dysgraphia series. So I look forward to seeing you there. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.